While designing his first video game, Raid on Bungling Bay, famed game designer Will Wright found that he enjoyed designing the maps for the game more than developing the game itself. It was this revelation that helped guide the creation of SimCity, released for the Mac OS and Amiga ST in February of 1989. Today we're going to be looking back at SimCity, talking about how it came to be, and talking about our own experiences with the game. We'll also be looking briefly at some of the more obscure spin-offs in the Sims series, so stick around, because today we're talking simulation on today's trip down memory card lane. morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 75th episode of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we pick one game relevant to the current week in gaming history and we talk about it. While doing so, we try to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world as its legacy. Today, we're going to take a look back at SimCity, Originally released for the Mac OS and Amiga on February 2nd, 1989. I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who's always wandering around with no goal in mind, my brother, Rob Casson. Rob, did you learn that lesson from SimCity? Uh, yeah, and watching you. <laughs> I, I... I knew that was coming. It hurt a little bit. Did you learn anything else interesting? Uh, hmm. Uh, no, no, no. no I learned. I learned that destroying cities can be fun, but yeah. in a game. <laughs> I don't Just know. I game. guess we'll have to see what we talk about during today's game history oh. and see what else I've learned. Ah, uh, well. Hmm. <sighs> Well, before we get to that, though, what's on your radar? What you playing? Uh, this week has been a Shmodomana Rocket League, and as normal, a lot of RuneScape. Yeah, uh, we've been we've been grinding out our group Iron Man run of RuneScape like it's nobody's business. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but some of us have. Very true. Three of us, three of us are on a pretty good streak. Yeah, that's very true. But hey, I'm, everyone's got their own pace. That's hey, that's yeah. What else are you playing, Dave? Obviously RuneScape, but is there anything else from the week? Forza did my weeklies on Forza, and I finally finished It Takes Two, which mm. was great. Honestly, I you know, I think that flew under a lot of people's radar for sure. Uh, in fact, I, I I'm can guarantee there was more than one person surprised when it ended up on, I mean, at one game of the year with a few award, different award uh, publications, like the game awards gave it game of the year. Um, and I shared an article with you the other day that the creator of dark Souls said it was like his favorite game from last year. Um, Indeed. It is. It's good. It's just the gameplay is excellent. It's probably the best co-op game. One of, if not, one of the if not the best co-op game ever made um just all the the puzzles and the way you play together is just it's ingenious really and it it reinvents itself all the time like there's just there's all these sections and every one of them play like you are different mechanics and so it, it never gets old because you're not doing the same thing over and over and over um it's a really it was really good i would highly recommend anyone so no kids uh, it, it's a it's a, like it comes across as a kitty game i think but its story is just i don't feel it's appropriate for children so no kids but if you have a significant other or a friend that's into gaming um i would i would play it i would recommend it it's worth the i don't know 16 hours or so that we put into it maybe a little bit more i don't think it was much more than that though so Right you are, Dave. Good game. Good game. Good game indeed. You know what else is a good game? SimCity? SimCity. Hey, before I get to SimCity, did you do Pokemon? 
did I do Pokemon? Are you yeah, asking did... about Arceus? Yes. I have not actually. That's uh I thought you were looking forward to that. Oh, I am absolutely looking forward to it. I just wasn't one of the people who pre ordered it, so I don't have it currently. Um Well know, now you now you're bumping behind. up against Elden Ring. Yeah, I know. I mean there's a lot of games that I wanna get, but I, I gotta got a not for a little bit <laughs> yeah it was a really good year for gaming last year okay dave <laughs> yeah i know and it's starting to already turn out to be one this year and i gotta cut back uh, well Games i aren't mean cheap. i mean you know here's our here's our uh runescape so that's that's a cheap cheap treat yeah and easy to play on the go very true easy to easy to put in the grind is easy because you can put on the background and not pay attention to it. That's why we all grind it out. So, all right. Well, Sim City, uh, Sim City was created by Will Wright. This is not the first Will Wright game we've ever covered. Do you remember what the other Will Wright game we covered was? Hmm. I can honestly say I do not. The Sims. Oh, that, that's so, I, you know what? That was such an easy thing, and I just it. I, I couldn't even put two and two together. Yeah, we covered The Sims, and we did. I did a whole episode on uh, the architectural theory that The Sims was designed on because it was really fascinating to me, which is probably yeah. why you don't remember it. So, well, it, it's also that there's a lot of names we talk about, and although I try to remember them all, it's hard. Yeah, I know. I know that this is the, that part, the who and the what is more my thing than it's yours. It always has been. So that's OK. So here's Will Wright. Will Wright uh, would go on to create The Sims, which is arguably one of the best selling gaming franchises of all time. But before The Sims, the idea came from here, Sim, Sim City. Uh, Sim City, though, was not Will Wright's first game. Uh, and and the story of SimCity honestly does start with his first game, uh, which was a game called Raid on Bungling Bay. So Raid on Bungling Bay, uh, which I will start out with, Rob, have you ever even heard of this game? I cannot say that I have, Dave. I, it's all right. I hadn't either. Uh, it, it was completely new for me. So Raid on Bungling Bay is a 2D shoot 'em up that was designed by Will Wright in 1984, uh, which, you know, year I was born. So there might be a reason why I never, never came across it. Yeah, maybe. In it, you control a helicopter that's launched from an aircraft carrier with the goal of bombing six factories scattered across islands on a small planet that's occupied by the bungling empire. Now, this was developed, well, developed by Will Wright, but published by Broderbund. Uh, and the Bungling Empire were villains across a, a number of Broderbund games. Broderbund was a, and I thought for a brief moment about doing a little history of Broderbund. Like I, you know, I kind of like to dig into things, so we'll keep it to all right today. But Broderbund was a huge publisher back in the day, like EA sized publisher in the early Nintendo days, where like you you knew that 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 them, you know. Um, I mean, they, they, that no one knows that name now they went, they went defunct a long time, but back then they were one of the major publishers. So, so anyway, so you're a helicopter, you're launched from an aircraft carrier, you're bombing factories and you know, there are all these counter, there's all these counter attacks from gun turrets and fighter shit, jet ships and jets and a battleship and guided missiles and all, all this stuff that you're doing to, you know, to, while trying to bomb these factories. In all honesty, it's a really complex game for a game made in 1984. The enemy units kind of, they react in real time to what you do. You know, a, a lot of games at the time units had set patterns and, and beating a game was a matter of just learning patterns. This was not the case in bungling Bay. Um, they, they react to you. Uh, also, as time moves on, the factories that you're bombing, they grew bigger and they developed new technologies to use against the player. 
And so all these factories were on different islands too. And there were like interdependency between the islands. Like you could see supply boats moving parts from one island to another. It's a, it's a really fascinating, it's a really fascinating game that, you know, I think it holds up well in the context of it was a game made 1984. So, but when you look at these design features, when you look at the, you know, you have an island that, that reacts to what you do on it. And you have these different islands that interact with one another and and, uh, seemingly factories that grow in time. You can start to see all these design features that really started to define, like those are things that Will Wright is known for when it comes to later games like SimCity and The Sims. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you see that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. So even in the beginning with his very first game, Will Wright was starting to get all these... He was starting to be Will Wright. That's the only way to put it. He was starting to be Will, Will Wright um, right from the Wasn't beginning. Wasn't he always Will Wright? He was always well right, for sure. He was never well wrong. Unlike you. Yeah, I know. So while developing Bungling Bay, Wright found that he loved designing the islands and the level editor more than he liked playing the game he made. And this led him to develop more sophisticated level editors as he went along. Now... At this time, Wright was, you know, gaming design wasn't his only thing. He was an avid reader, um, you know, and like a lot of people who are innovators like he, like this, they they tend to get fascinated by other things. You know, like when we did The Sims, I really got into architecture because I think it's fascinating the way this all comes together. Well, as White was playing this game, he was developing a love for urban planning, which is pretty obvious in hindsight now, right? Just a wee bit. I know, right? He also, at this time, came across a story called The Seventh Sally. Now, The Seventh Sally is a short story uh, in The Siberian by Stanislaw Lem. And in this short story, an engineer comes across a deposed tyrant and... He creates a miniature city with artificial citizens for the tyrant to oppress. Instead of oppressing the actual people, he builds him a miniature city where he can he can be as mean and nasty and evil as he wants on a city of artificial citizens. So his love of urban planning, his inspiration of a miniature city with artificial citizens, and his desire to create these sophisticated level editors began to come together in his head and they all came together in a simulation project that Wright initially called micropolis and he worked it out and he fleshed it out and eventually the project began to take shape and as it did it developed a new name sim city which was developed the first version of it was developed in 1985 okay now, SimCity was really unusual for its time in that you didn't win the game. You didn't lose the game either, per se. We have a lot of creative games nowadays. I think that's a very big genre. And so, you know, we, we don't we see a lot of city builders and, and Rob, what are some other games in that same vein? I, I mean, I you know what I'm talking about? Uh, would you go as far to say like Timberborn? Yeah, that's exactly City right. Skylines. Yep. Um, I mean, it's not just city building. There's just a lot more, even Minecraft to a certain extent. I like was going to say like game. Satisfactory, Minecraft, yep. Ark. Yep. That's it. They're games that, I mean, you don't have to win or lose. The option's there, but you don't have to. Now, that concept was foreign in 1984. There wasn't you got to think we're coming just out of the golden age of arcades. And I think it was what a couple weeks ago when we talked about Frogger, how we talked about the, really the designed, the way you designed games on the arcade was you wanted them to spend more money. And so you purposely made the gameplay short 
So they'd have to keep popping in quarters to make more money, right? Right. And a game that didn't have a win or lose flag of any kind isn't going to make you more money. So people weren't making these type of games. But Wright Makes did. Right, Wright wanted to, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so when he took the game to his employer at the time, Broderbund, they passed on it. They said, we nah. And Wright began to shop around the game with other publishers, all of which showed absolutely no interest in publishing SimCity. Everyone simply thought that it would be impossible to market a game that had no goal in mind. And so Wright didn't know if he was going to be able to do anything with SimCity. He had, you know, this first version was developed I, I in 1985. I think it was first developed on a Commodore 64 um or, or something like that and and he just he, he you know it sat there until a few years later where by chance will Wright would find his solution out of all places a pizza party rob do people have pizza parties anymore um i mean there are often parties with pizza yeah i guess it feels so foreign because we're you know two years into a pandemic and we don't really have parties the same way anymore either yeah, no, I, it's been a while. Yeah, but I was thinking about that. Like back in the eighties and nineties, pizza parties were like the jam. And I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I was someone was like, "Hey, let's have a pizza party." I mean, in middle school and elementary school, pizza parties were the best. Getting yeah, I may have gotten some in high school, but I don't really remember. I don't know. After that, I was just buying my own pizza, and by then it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> So here at a pizza party in 1987, Will Wright would beat Jeff Braun. Jeff Braun was a successful uh, publisher who was publishing font packs for the Amiga personal computer. And he was also looking to get into the video game business. See, Braun had already developed what was a wireframe jet fighter simulation game that he too was looking to publish. Hmm. And so by chance, the two met and decided that they were going to show off their wares to one another. So Wright invited Braun to see SimCity, and Braun liked the game. You know, he thought it was great, and their conversation was such that Braun thought that collectively, their two games, his Wireframe game and SimCity, would give them what he called critical mass to start a games publisher of their own. Now, Wright agreed. Sounded like a great idea. They can't get their games published anywhere else, so why not do it themselves, you know? Right. Makes sense. And they came together to start a new company, which they called Maxis. Uh, I looked at, so the naming behind Maxis, in case you're curious, is nothing special. When they sat down to do games, they they knew there were like there were some some things, some hard rules. One was it had to be four or five letters, and another was that it had to be easy to say. And they came up with a bunch of things, and in the end, Maxis just sounded the best to them. There's no nothing really fancy behind the story. I don't know. That's pretty fancy, Dave. Yeah, I guess. So Wright was a broader bun employee when he was making uh, some city. So. Braun and Wright had to go back to them to formally clear the rights for the game. This time, however, they sat before two broader bun executives that had a very different opinion on SimCity and this game concept in general. Um, this was Gary Carlson and Don Daglow. They both found the game infectious, fun, uh, and they pushed hard for Maxis to sign a distribution deal with them uh, for what would end up being both of their initial games. And with that, work on SimCity continued. It would be released for the Amiga and Macintosh platforms. Maybe it was designed on the Amiga first. That sounds right. And then it was followed later, a release on the IBM and Commodore 64 and 89. So yeah, so SimCity... I mean, let's be honest, it probably would have found a place eventually, but realistically, it was a pizza party that made it happen when it did, which is kind of funny. Indeed it is. So, SimCity as a game. Rob, you play a lot of SimCity? 
I haven't played a lot, but I have gotten to play it a few times. Um, both the, you know, I, well, not obviously the original version, but the, I believe it was SimCity 2000. You've played uh, City Skyline, though, modern, right? Yes, I play City Skyline, but oh. I mean, as far so as you... actual SimCity, um, I, I remember, I think it's 2000 was the one. Um, that sounds right, but I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. So for those of you that have never played SimCity, it's an open-ended city-building video game in which you build and design a city without really any other goals in mind. You mark squares of land as being commercial, industrial, or residential zones. You can add buildings like a fire station, um, police station, a school. You can change the tax rate because that's how you make money to build stuff is by taxes. You build a power grid. You have to lay the power cables down. You build transportation systems like rail and bus. Um, I don't know if they had bus in the old one. It may have just been rail. I don't know. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what you do. Um, once you zone an area and it's got utilities, the uh, residents will start to build houses, apartment blocks, or industrial buildings, commercial buildings, hospitals, churches, however you zoned it, they're going to build it. Now, these these tiny residents in this game were called the Sims. So this is where the Sims, as a, as a people, got their start. Oh. Right? Okay, that makes sense. So these um, are just people who survived everything that we did to them. <laughs> Now, deciding what they're going to build, like a light or a heavy industrial building or what type of commercial building um, or house versus apartment block, for instance, the, 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 the Sims make the choices of what they're going to build based on factors such as traffic levels, crime levels, and proximity next to uh, other types of buildings. So, you know, like people deal with property values in real life, so to do the sims so for example if you were to put a residential area next to a power plant it would probably not ever upgrade to luxury housing it's always going to be like some sort of slum housing so also in the super nintendo version and later the player it would eventually come out for the super nintendo obviously but you could also build rewards uh, when you get to certain, like when you get to a village and you have 10,000 people, you get to build the mayor's mansion, which increases the property values next to it. Or, you know, uh, other examples were like a statue, a casino, I think a football stadium, but they all did different things to the areas. Now you also face disasters. Rob, you talked about destroying cities, right? Right. What do you remember disaster wise? I believe you could do tornadoes, yep. um, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I feel maybe tsunamis or something like waves. Maybe yeah, there not. was oh. there was no there was flooding. Flooding. Yep. Um, and then monster attacks. Yeah. Yep. Monster attacks. Also, uh, well, fire. I don't know if you mentioned fire. Fire. Yep. Yep. Fire. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so you had disasters, and when disaster happened, you'd have to deal with the consequences. Um, SimCity also included scenarios. Not, not. I know that we said it was an open-ended city-building video game, but they did try scenarios to try to give, um, to try to give some people goals. That was actually a addition that was suggested by Broderbun. Um, to make SimCity more like a game. These scenarios were goal-centered time scenarios that could be won or lost. So all of the scenarios were based in a re- like, like real-world cities um, that, were, that tried to recreate the layout of the city as best as possible. Now, they did take place in fictional timelines, but you know there were some scenarios that were based on actual historical events. Um, so for instance, there was a scenario that was called, um, Boston 2010. Rob, I pulled up the, 
when you start the scenario, a little blurb pops up that tells you what the scenario is. And I, I took these blurbs for you. You want to you wanna share with our audience what happens, the goal in Boston 2010? Sure thing, Dave. So a major meltdown is about to occur at one of the new downtown nuclear reactors. The area in the vicinity of the reactor will be severely contaminated by radiation, forcing you to restructure the city around it. You have five years to get the situation under control. Right. So in this one, the objective is to clean up after a nuclear meltdown, which really involves isolating the contaminated areas and rebuilding the density of the rest of the city to increase the population within the five-year time limit. So now, Rob, that was Boston 2010 in the original SimCity from 1989. When they redid it for Super Nintendo, aside from having those rewards and the, the monster in it, as a side note, was Bowser instead of like a little Godzilla lookalike. They also changed some of these scenarios. So I pulled the same scenario for Super Nintendo. Re- I want you to read <laughs> what happened in the same scenario in uh, the SimCity version for SNES. Well, Dave, a nuclear nightmare has occurred in Boston. The plant's water pressure dropped to critical levels, causing the core to overheat and explode. This incident coincided with a simultaneous flush of every toilet in Boston during halftime of the Nintendo Power Bowl Championships. (laughs) Your task? To isolate the contaminated areas and rebuild the city in five years. Every toilet flushed. Every single one. Pretty convenient. I know. Damn that halftime of the Nintendo Power Bowl Championship. So in the Super Nintendo SimCity, alongside contamination, Boston also suffers from serious crime, a string of arsons, heavy traffic, and just in general unhappy people because they're living in Boston with low taxes. And you complete the scenario when Boston becomes a thriving metropolis. So there you go. Some some fun changes between the two versions. So, Rob, do you have any fond memories of SimCity 2000? I mean, I enjoyed playing, causing mayhem, having, you know, that, that kind of fun. Uh, but I didn't play it a whole lot because at the time I was young and didn't really like those kind of games so it didn't really entertain me much i'm sure if i went back and played it now i'd uh enjoy it a lot more but unfortunately i haven't found my copy yet gotcha 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 i loved sim city i had the super nintendo version i played it for countless hours it was so much fun building is a big genre for me i think i've been in love with it as far back as this and i've never quite let go of it so i i've played a lot of sim city i i it was so much fun getting to all the rewards and um, and getting there. And I remember that the Super Nintendo SimCity also had a cheat code to get free money, which was also a lot of fun because then you could just build like your dream city. And a lot of games nowadays have creative modes where you where you can you know you don't have limits on money or time or resources. And I I love that concept. But even back here, you had something like that. And that just stuck with me. You know, SimCity turned into SimCity 2000, SimCity 3000, SimCity Societies, and then the newest SimCity, which was kind of a letdown. So I've had the opportunity to play, I mean, even SimCity on the mobile. There's a SimCity mobile uh, version. Play that too. Um, I played a lot of SimCity. It's, it's, games like this are great to just do and I don't know. It's a Zen thing for me. It's a Zen thing for me. If that does that make sense, Rob? A little bit, yeah. To just kind of go and zone out and just put yourself into something and just kind of let it go. I've always liked this, like the logistics of it. You know, City Skyline. City Skyline's the modern version of it, which is absolutely great if you've never played it. Indeed, indeed, it is. I, I'm thinking of all the games that were, you know, City Builder type like this, like. Or Tycoon, like we talked in the past how I played every Tycoon game I could get my hands on. You know, the, the love of managing things really started with, you know, the SimCity games here. And that turned into Tycoon games and Capitalism Plus. 
my god there was just so many good games gazillionaire oh my god did i love a game called gazillionaire that game sounds very familiar oh, although i couldn't tell you what it's about it i just so remember the fun. name it was a space trading simulator with goofy characters oh man it's just there were so many games I, i'm a big sim city fan i hope that i I know that you probably won't see it because I think City Skyline is a very good city builder. It, it's the city builder nowadays. So I don't know after the failure of the last Sim City if you'll see anyone wanting to tackle it again. I think City Skyline is a more than worthy, you know, competitor. And that's definitely if you want to play a modern city builder, City Skyline is definitely the way to go. But I did like some of the things that the the last Sim City did, like they tried to make it multiplayer by creating interdependency between cities, you know, so you could tra- you could, you could trade resources with your neighbor. So if he built in an area that, you know, had more natural gas, you could reduce the cost of your, you know, buy it from him for instance, and stuff like that. So that was a really fascinating concept that just never really took to fruition. You know, the, the Sim city, new Sim city was an absolute failure of a launch. The servers didn't work. You couldn't play the game if it wasn't online, which if the servers don't work, you can't play the game. And um, it, it was just a mess and and, and it failed. But I, I liked it for what it was. Definitely City Skyline's the way to go now. So I mean, it's not like a great concept to be able to do that. Like, I mean, just think if it worked. I know that's the sad part. That's really the sad part. Um, and then the traffic. The traffic simulation was pretty piss poor in it, and uh, it's just all reasons why it failed. But these old ones, the the SimCity Classic and SimCity 2000, and those are phenomenal games. Um, you can even go back. So the original version of SimCity Micropolis is open source nowadays. Will Wright really released the source code for when they were doing that, like uh, one laptop per kid, where they were giving cheap laptops to like um for like, like the third party countries or third world countries or do you remember when they did that yeah i do i said third party didn't i you sure did Dave. yeah yeah anyways one laptop per kid or whatever that program was <clears throat> when that went on he wanted there to be educational software and, and for a lot of people this educational software so he made the original sim city uh release source code and it's since been compiled if you search for micropolis open source you can very easily find the original version of SimCity and play it for free. Free. But yeah. So, Rob. Dave. What did other people think about SimCity? I don't know, Dave. Why don't you go ask him? Yeah, well, I'm asking you. Ah, damn. Damn, damn, damn. All right, Dave. Well, as far as critics, SimCity was a complete success. It hit a million copies sold by 1992. Actually, during the entirety of the 90s, it was the ninth best selling computer game. Cool. Indeed. Johnny L. Wilson reviewed the game for Computer Gaming World and stated that dynamic is exactly the right word for this product. There is constant strategy involved in placement of zones, road building, political decision making, and damage control. Macworld, in their review, praised its graphics as well as its strategic gameplay, calling it a challenging, dynamic game, realistic and unpredictable, and notes how as the population grows, the city's needs change. Mike Siggins reviewed SimCity for Games International magazine and gave it five stars out of five. He stated that overall, SimCity must be ranked right up there and the all-time Amiga Classics. It is the first title that I have come across to turn a serious theme into a passable simulation while also making for an excellent game. And even as time went on, it continued to get accolades. In 1996, Computer Gaming World declared SimCity the sixth best computer game ever released. SimCity was named number fourth 10 Greatest PC Game Ever by PC World in 2009. In 2008, Sid Meier, the creator of Civilization, named SimCity as one of the three most important innovations in video games history, 
as it led to other games that encouraged players to create and not destroy. Rob, what were the other two things that uh, Sid Meier said were the most important innovations? Well, Dave, those would be the IBM's creation of a personal home computer and Nintendo seal of approval. Fun. Not things that you would think of as being the most important innovations, huh? Especially not up there with SimCity. Uh, I mean, I, it's a very I, odd mix. But hey, Sid Meier knows a thing or two. Yeah, Sid Meier does know a thing or two. We did an episode on Sid Meier and Civilization early on in the podcast, didn't we? Uh, I believe we did, Dave. Yeah, I don't remember what episode, but you can go back to uh, www.memorycardlane.com and check out our archives and find an episode on Sid Meier and Civilization. So, See you next week. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no. All right, Dave. That's what the critics thought about it. But I'm sure we more care about what the people thought about it. Yeah, sure. What the people have to say. <sighs> well, Dave, old school game around Moby Game writes that this game needed a Surgeon General's warning on the package. Because okay. it was a, as addictive as crack. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I'm serious. I sat like a loser in PJs for two weeks parked in front of the PC. Maxis struck gold on this game, which later got even better in the 2000 release. Yeah, I like pretty much everything about this game. I thought it was a lot more fun on the SNES, but whatever. The PC version came out way earlier. If it were 1989 still, I'd probably be saying that this is my favorite game at the moment. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it back then. When you were, you know, three years old? Well, I mean, I probably played this in 89 or 90 when I was five or six was when I started. So I remember being stupid young and not really understanding what I was doing. You know? Well, it's kind of my experience with the game, too. I was about the same age when I started playing and didn't really understand what I was doing either. But you took to it much better than I did. Well, anywho, next up we have... Edzukin on Moby Games, who remembers good old SimCity, writing that I remember sinking countless hours of my child years into this game. In fact, I can vividly remember avoiding my friends because they obviously wouldn't want to sit and watch me play a game about building a city. I remember playing it so much that I stumbled upon a formula for building a successfully huge and hugely successful, if not monotonously designed city. But I had much longer attention span for games back then. This is probably because I had a much more limited selection and had to wait for my parents to fork over the cash for a new one. Yeah, I think we can relate with that. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree to that one. <clears throat> well, next up we have Robert Morgan on Moby Games, who says that SimCity started and defined a genre that no other series has ever been able to touch. City planning games. In retrospect, a game is a lot like Balance of Power. The ideas are awe-inspiring and the execution creative, but the game itself leaves a bit to be desired. The fun in this version of SimCity is akin to the fun one gets with a paint program, not necessarily a game program. While the experience of playing SimCity is fun, the overall game is rather pointless. There is little to do once you find that happy middle ground of taxes and spending, Wait for enough funds, tweak your city a bit, wait for some more funds. Some have said that to win, you must lay out your city for mass public transit with no roads, which strikes me as a lopsided statistical modeling job. Granted, Will Wright could mold the game in any fashion that he desired, but SimCity seems a weird place to trumpet one's own ideological utopian vision. You know, it's really funny that he brought that up because I, I was reading an article and I didn't really get into it, but uh, Will Wright got criticized for this because, like, he pushed exactly that. Like, his own vision was a mass transit, nuclear-powered society. And so when you played that way, you were more successful, and which is a little less realistic, you know? I, yeah, I actually didn't realize that. But it, it's kind of funny the way the way that works. But yeah. There you go. Huh. SimCity. Uh, I mean, uh, 
you got to like this type of game, right? Not there. There are those people that that are the Call of Duties of the world, where they're not into gaming for creative. You know, they want they want the action and the the go go go. Um, but for people that want to create things, this is where a lot of that started. You have you know you have this game to thank for, like you said, the arcs, the t- arcs and the Terraria and the SAS factories and everything else of the world. So. Indeed. Well, Rob. Well, Dave. On a previous episode, we talked, like I said, about well, right, and architecture and the creation of the Sims, which is probably the most important thing to come out of SimCity. And for the Sims episode, we talked about Simlish, the language that the Sims use, which is gibberish. You know, I don't yep. know if you remember, but I played music that was done in Simlish. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was Katy Perry's Firework. Yeah, it was exactly Katy Perry's firework, mm, yes. Weird. Mm. And uh, uh, Nelly's Hot in Here, which was my favorite. Yeah, that one. Mm. Yeah, that one. Do you remember where Simlish came from, the very first game to have Simlish in it? Because it wasn't a Sims game. I could not tell you. I, I yeah. do not remember. Well, we briefly touched about it. So, I look, the Sims series, quote, unquote, is a whole slew of sim games and i thought it'd be fun since a lot of them we really don't have enough content to do full episodes on or maybe we do someday who knows things can change but i thought that it would be fun for some of our remaining time to talk about other games in the sim series now i want to preface this by saying that we talked about I was just bragging on how I played every Tycoon game and all those. I played most of these too. I was such a SimCity fan that if another Sim came out, like you made the you made the connection, you were like, I have got to play that. So I played a lot of these. I'm gonna give you the title, Rob. I want you to briefly tell me what you think it is, and then I'm gonna tell you if you're right or wrong. You good? Alright, yeah. No, I'm good, Dave. Let's do it. Alright, Sim Earth. Just a brief description. Off yeah. the top of your head, what do you think it is? Uh, I think it's a game about Earth and <laughs> keeping all of the people happy and not killing each other. Yeah, that's about it. It's a simulation of the entire Earth. You can change the planet's atmosphere, change its temperature, move land masses around. Uh, you can place various types of life on the planet and watch them evolve. And yeah, you can see all the development stages of a planet and mess with it until the planet dies. And there you go. So Sim Earth, Sim City on an Earth size. What about Sim Ant? I think we briefly talked about Sim Ant before. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds familiar. And I'm going to say that it's probably a simulation of being an ant in an ant colony. Very true. That one was weird. I loved it because you could fight other ants and... They would create those really cool ant tunnel systems in it. Did you have like a sword and shield when you would fight? No, no. Oh, you were an ant. So ants can watch... have swords and shields. What are your... no, you've been watching the Bugs Life too much? <laughs> Good call. That was a great movie. Yeah. Sim Life. Uh, honestly, I would say that it's like the life of a sim person, but that's The Sims. So. Uh, you know, I I really don't. I'm gonna guess that it's like another version of Sims, but it's just like only one person, and you go through their life. Uh, it's an ecosystem. So you modify an ecosystem. You can modify the genetics of plants. You can modify the genetics of animals that inhabit the virtual world, and you basically create an experiment to. The whole point is to create a self-sustaining ecosystem. So here's one for you. Sim farm. Hmm. I'm going to guess that you're on a farm and that's that you're a farmer. That's it. Yeah. You manage a virtual farm. Hmm. Now here's a really, here's a really fascinating one, really fascinating one that uh, honestly, I never stumbled across. And there's a reason for that. I'll talk about that in a moment. Sim refinery. Um, you work in a metal refinery? 
Eh, close. Oil. Oh. So no. Sim Refinery was basically a, a management game where you, which was designed to simulate Chevron's Richmond refinery operation. Mm. Uh, basically, Chevron commissioned Maxis to make a game for them. Well, Wright would later on say that Sim Refinery was a simulation of the re- of the Chevron refinery operation that oriented people in the company as to how a refinery works. It wasn't really designed for the engineers, more so it was designed for the accountants and managers who walked through the refinery every day and had no concept of what these what the pipes were carrying, where it came from, where it went to, or anything like that. Now, the truth of the matter is, is we didn't know much about Sim Refinery until, honestly, last year. In May of 2020, a journalist posted a game about a special department in Maxis called Maxis Business Simulations. And as he was researching this department, he learned about Sim Refinery, which we still didn't know much about. We had screenshots in that. But after that article was posted... An anonymous person came forward and uploaded a copy of the game to the internet archive. Mm. So now you can go online and play Sim Refinery online. Okay. That was a little little pandemic gem. Uh, this was one of my favorites, to be honest with you. Sim Tower. What do you think was Sim Tower? You're a hotel manager. Uh, not just a hotel. <clears throat> you could have hotel rooms, but it was a multi-use skyscraper. So, like, you could have one level of commercial, you know, one level of offices, one level that was like a mall. You could have penthouses and apartments and and hotels. It it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just hotels. You were making a skyscraper that you could, you know, it's basically SimCity in a little skyscraper form. It was super cool. Does sound really cool, actually. Simcopter. You were a helicopter pilot. Yes. We talked about this. This is the one that Simlish was first spoken in. Uh, so, so in Simcopter, you can fly around uh, pre-made cities, or you could import your own cities from SimCity 2000 and fly through them. Oh, that's really cool. It was. It was really the draw of the game. It's. It's. I loved it. And so you could... You could do jobs such as catch criminals. You could check out and report on traffic jams. You could do medevac. You could perform riot control. There was a whole slew of things that you could do in these in these uh, in, in these cities or your own city. If you did import your own SimCity uh, city into it, you really had to keep in mind that you we're going to do that because you needed to have more police stations, fire stations, and hospitals to make the game playable, I guess is a good way to put it. Because if you didn't have a lot of those, it just made it not as much fun. So people would make city specifically for SimCopter. Streets of SimCity. What do you think Streets of SimCity is? Mm. Drag racing game. Kinda. Think more like Twisted Metal in SimCity because you could also import your cities into this one too. Streets of SimCity was a vehicular combat game released in 97 and you could fit, you could face up to seven other people in death matches through the streets of your own town. Hmm. I don't remember streets of SimCity to be honest with you. It's kind of sounds interesting. And all of this does that you can use your own map. Like that sounds like a really cool idea. I, I wish more games did that. Honestly, I think I wish more. I have this, I have this idea for building an engine that you could build on one another. So take like a, a city builder, right? You could do a city building, and how about this? You know how people play those silly Sims, like sim cooking on the mobile all those mobile phone apps right where you like yeah. manage a store what if he yep. what if each of those was able to connect with one another so like let's say that you wanted to play metal factory and you build these metals but then you can put them up for sale 
and they could be picked up by someone who says playing a game where they want to build a car factory and you become the supplier for their car factory game. And I think it'd be really cool to build a whole series of these different games so that each person will want to play, but it's a platform that's interconnected that you could, you could, like we talked about the interdependency of SimCity. I think it'd be really cool to do that in a different, in a different, you know, so people who, who people who play that farming game that was really popular in the Sim, they could supply the vegetables for someone who's addicted to the, to a cooking, like a restaurant management Sim. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It's actually a, a really cool idea. Assuming that you have people in each of those that are able to supply though, I guess you could always just combat that with programming too. So, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, I just I think it'd be a really neat platform to start from scratch because there's people that want to do every stupid little job. Really, there's there's someone there's someone that will want to be the miner, you know, and and, and someone that's going to want to be the smelter or smither or the, the smith. And I just I think it'd be fun to create games and just inter, have a lot of interdependency. So, all right. Sim town. Old Western style Sim City. Nah, think SimCity, but more targeted for kids. It was a little, little like town. They were more colorful, cartoonish. Just SimCity on a smaller scale. Sim Park. Uh, nature Park. Yeah, yeah. It was also targeted to kids. Now I'll go through some of the other ones. We don't really have to talk about them. You know, I I think we've covered a bunch of them. But among the other ones they made were they made Sim Golf. They made Sim Safari. There was a game called Sim Animals. Uh, that one actually came out for the Wii. That was pretty recent. I mean, I guess the oh, Wii's wow. not that recent, but you know. There was a Sim Coaster. And then, then Rob, there was also Sid Meier's Sim Golf. What? I Right? Sid Meier's teamed up with Maxis to make his own version of Sim Golf. And of course, we know Sid Meier's loves to put his name on everything. Hence why, in case you didn't know, that's why he likes the Nintendo seal of approval and where he got the idea from. Because he felt that when a game uh, that Nintendo was willing to put their mark of quality on games, that really did something for the industry. And he felt that him putting his name on games was akin to Nintendo seal of approval. So, um, interesting. Yeah. So also Sid Meier's Sim Golf. So a lot of games in the Sim series. Who would have guessed it? You know? Not I. I know. I know. And that's SimCity. Go play it. You'll, you'll, it, well, I can't promise you'll like it, but if you like building things, you'll like it. I, I, I really like the original. I, I think it holds up well. I mean, it's not nearly as, com- you know, there's not nearly as much to do as there is in, say, City Skyline which is the current standard for city building games, but it's special in its own unique way. That's Indeed. Sure. Plus nostalgia, you know, no nostalgia goes a long way for a lot of things. And I'm, I don't, I, I I'm with that guy who said, who in his was like, I sat in my PJs and I actively avoided my friends so I could play some city. Except I didn't actively avoid my friends. My friends were all dorky enough that were into these games too. So we all tried to one up one another. Uh, you you all sat in the same room with your computers all hooked up and played together. We did land parties. That's yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good I, time. I know I was I was there for one of them. That was a good time. Those were great times. Well, you know that was the only way to play games like this, like we do nowadays. Okay, we all of us take that for granted now, but back then that's what we had. No, it was cool. It, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was definitely a fun time, especially playing Battlefield 1942. I know those were. Those are all good dudes. I still talk to all those dudes. So, so that's SimCity. A lot of other stuff in there. Uh, we talked about, you know, uh, The Sims, our old episode. We did an old episode on Sid Meier's. If you want to go back and check any of our old episodes, you could do so by visiting our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Also, you can see our show notes for every episode. You'll see all my sources. I've been posting Let's Play for the games if you want to go check out the games that that are i'm talking about they're not my let's plays uh eventually i would like to get to that point but just don't have the time for it right now so they're just let's plays that i found online that are fi- find appropriate but 
you know, I think it's important to have a basis in the game we're talking about. You can also find links to our social media. I'm David is wrong on Twitter. Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? I can be found on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. I don't know if people would like to watch us just grind out in RuneScape, because that's what it would be look like for us these days, huh? At the moment, yeah, but you know, there's going to be more fun games happening in we, we got to grind out on Valheim next. Yeah, sure. I'll no, get right on that. It's really just like this. We're just going to take the concept from one game to another. Yeah, I have a lot of games like this. I so. know. I know. Uh, yeah, check us out. Check out our website. Check out our links to old episodes. There's a link to visit our Discord. Just a lot of good stuff. Memorycardlane.com, y'all. Uh, and this is about the time where we wrap up the episode. At the top, we always remind you that our goal every week is to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world as its legacy. And as part of that, we talk about what we learned each week. So, Rob, your biggest takeaway this week? Uh, honestly, <clears throat> it's kind of leaning to the fact that this game only came out of a pizza party. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's fascinating. It's a lot of cool stuff, and like learning. there's a lot of other sim games in the series that I never knew about, but it, it's just weird to think, because obviously the, the, he wasn't a young person, that older people like my age now would be at a pizza party just and like, hey... Let's start a business. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a weird concept. Yeah. What about you? What, what's your, <laughs> you got to have something better than that, I hope. No, I think that's funny. I, I think it's really fascinating. I didn't know it was a chance encounter, but we've been looking at that. Like last week or a few weeks ago, we did Action 52 and that dude happened to, you know, a, a group of programmers happened to overhear two people talking in a music studio, you know? Yeah, it does seem Chains Encounters are kind of the norm. Uh, it happens a lot. Creativity comes from weird places. And I, I, I look, I think that this game would have happened eventually. I, I, the, it, uh, the Sims would happen eventually. But that pizza party definitely is the catalyst for it happening then and there, which is really funny. You know, for me, I, I never really paid attention to... Sid Meier or Sid Meier's uh, Sid Meier or Will Wright's video game history. So this is the first time I ever stumbled across Raid on Bungling Bay, and I had an opportunity to play it too. It's fascinating. It, it it's it's kind of cool actually. Um, and I I you know I I said it then and I'll say it again. It's a really for 1984. It's a good game. And it kind of ahead of its time, I feel like, but you know, such as life doesn't quite hold up to today's standards. No, but I mean, I think it's really good for what it was when it was. Oh, of course. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just, you know, would this be something fun for the average player? Mm, I don't know. It's hard for me to judge that sometimes because I, I'm really good at taking the now out of situations. I think that there's some, people that look back at history that can't not see things through the modern lens. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm always really good at, at separating. And I, I do think it's a kick-ass game for its time. Right on Rob, before I take it out of here, is there anything else you'd like to add? As always, I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to us. And we hope you enjoy what you hear. And if not, meh, whatever. Meh. Meh. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Well, Dave, take her away. Rob, next week, we're going to be looking at a game that, by all metrics, should be a smashing success. It sold over a million copies. One reviewer noted that there's never a dull moment in this game, while another called it a triumph that makes the prospect of a future MMO based on the same world all the more enticing. Despite this, 
the game we're talking about next week, Kingdom of Amalur Reckoning, managed to bankrupt the studio that developed it and actually lost money for the entire state of Rhode Island. Uh, okay. I know, right? I know. We're going to be learning a lot more. Curious, huh? Oh, you're an asshole who's going to end us on a cliffhanger. I mean, that's it, man. Join us next week to learn more. There's going to be a reckoning. So join us again next week for our fantasy themed trip down memory card lane. Do the thing. Skidoo, do bop, 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 boo,